0: The Damian Lillard trade to the Milwaukee Bucks has rocked the NBA world, and now the fallout begins. Should the Sacramento Kings be involved in the Drew Holiday trade sweepstakes in Portland? Let's discuss right here on Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen... It is that time, time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Hello and welcome to Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all off season long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC 10 News, and we've been waiting forever, forever. For the shoe to finally drop with this Damian Lillard situation, we heard rumors as training camps were getting closer and closer that Dame would show up in Portland if he had to, but so many people around the league, league executives, thought that it was not going to get to that point, that a deal was going to get done before that point. Well, here we are. They were correct, and it's not the Miami Heat that landed Dame Lillard. It's the Milwaukee bucks. So Dame is going to play with Giannis Autentacumpo. And I was in Salt Lake City, Utah for uh, NBA all-star weekend. So I was there to watch the draft live and people may, I mean, people are remembering and you've probably seen the clip online, but if you haven't kind of brief refresher. So Giannis had the first pick. In the draft, he and he and LeBron James were drafting their teams, the new live draft format that the NBA All Star Weekend had, and Giannis's first pick was Damian Lillard over his teammate Drew Holiday, and they kind of had fun and made it like a big deal out of that. And then I think a while later, Dame actually or like during this offseason, Dame responded to a question on Instagram or something, or maybe it was Twitter, like asking which player he would choose to be partnered up with right now in his career to help him win, and Giannis was the guy that he said, and here we are. The Bucks have landed Dame Lillard, so I'm going to react to this trade really quick, and then we're going to talk about the Drew Holiday situation, because Drew, of course, was involved in this deal. In fact, let's lay this entire deal out for you. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go through all the specifics. I'm basically just going to talk about the Bucks land, Damian Lillard. Uh, the Suns were also involved in the trade. Like the biggest piece that they got in return in this trade was, I mean, arguably Yusuf Nurkic, who's going to be their starting center over there. They move on from Deandre Ayton. Let's just focus on what Portland got in return, essentially for Dame Lillard. They got Deandre Ayton. They got Drew Holiday. They got a 2029 Bucks unprotected first round pick and pick swaps with the Bucks in 2028. And 2030. Basically, if they have a worse pick than the Bucks in either of those two drafts, they can they have the right to to swap those picks uh, and, and take the Bucks' better pick. So, really quickly for Portland, I don't know what they were necessarily expecting to get in this deal. I know maybe some people would have thought you needed to get more like draft compensation. For uh, for for Dame Load, especially based off of all the wild like pick packages that we've seen in recent star trades uh, over the past couple of seasons, I'm actually glad that there weren't a boatload of picks involved in this trade because it make it, it brings the market a little bit back to reality. Like those those multiple pick trades like that we saw, for example, like the the uh, uh, the the uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves trade when they got Rudy Gobert and all the picks that they sent to Utah and that whole, just stuff like that. Like that's ridiculous. And I'm glad like the NBA trade market is, is kind of starting to even back out a little bit after that chaos, but like Deandre Ayton, even though he had his problems in Phoenix, I think is a solid pickup for the Portland trailblazers in the sense that I think he and Scoot Henderson are actually going to be really, really good together. Uh, Deandre Ayton might be the number one guy in Portland, at least in the short term while, while Scoot and Shaden Sharp and all them are, are, are developing and getting ready. So maybe that makes him happy. I have no idea. He clearly wasn't happy in Phoenix. Drew Holiday, they're planning on moving on from like I felt bad for Drew because not just did he go from a contender in the East and and get replaced in Milwaukee, he also I think the day before in like an article in Milwaukee, like the Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee newspaper or something said like he wants to retire a buck and he doesn't want to play for any other team, and then boom he's he's traded in this uh, this deal. So I feel bad for him, uh, but overall a pretty solid return still to be determined for Portland to see what they get uh, for Drew Holiday. I think Portland did right by Dame. Like Dame said, he wanted to go to a place where he was going to win a championship. He didn't want to leave Portland just to leave Portland. It's not like he hated Portland. He had a great um, relationship with the fans, great relationship with the city. He just wanted to go somewhere where he could win at this point in his career. Of course, early on, the demands were Miami and Miami alone. Clearly, a deal didn't get done with the Miami Heat. But they still did it right by Dame because they sent him to now arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference. I would say for sure the best team in the Eastern Conference and arguably the best team in the league period at this point. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, are, they were already championship contenders. They're right back at the top of a lot of people's lists after this trade. Although we'll have to wait and see uh, how well... Dame incorporates himself into Milwaukee. I know he's not as good of a defender as Drew Holiday is, but there's so many other good defenders on that Bucks roster. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, so that team's going to be really, really good. Portland did right by Dame. Dame can't be mad at Portland for not tra- trading him to the Miami Heat. And also shout out to Portland for not bending to the demands of High big market teams to not like just being pushed around by the heat and by other teams that were in these major markets that said like, this is the best you're going to get, take it or leave it from us. You end up trading Dame to another small market team. I think this is a win for small market franchises out there. A win for Milwaukee. They're putting themselves in the best position possible to convince Giannis Antetokounmpo to stick around win for the Portland Trail Blazers they got a really good contract and again they did right by their star uh who was with them for uh for so many years. I don't know if this makes uh, Milwaukee's chances of of I mean maybe it's probably makes it slightly better that they keep Giannis. Giannis is under contract for the next 3 seasons including next season, but he the third season is a player option and Dame is under contract for the next two seasons. So essentially they're under contract, full team control together for the next two years. And then we'll see if that convinces Giannis to stick around. If they extend both of them at the same time, I don't know to be determined, but at least the Bucs are trying. And at this point, if if, if Giannis walks away, clearly the Bucs can say, hey, we, we won one championship with you. And then we went out and got the star and the guy that you really wanted and who said wanted to play with you. So I think the Bucs have done right by Giannis and in this case too. So really good win for small market teams. All right, now let's talk about the Drew Holiday situation, right? Because so many contenders are after Drew. Like, as soon as Drew went to Portland, people knew Drew was not going to stay in Portland. Like, doesn't make any sense for him. He's trying to win right now. Plus, he can help a ton of teams win right now. Drew Holiday is one of the best, if not the best, defensive guard in the league. Like, he and Marcus is smarter at the top. But he's also a really solid offensive guard. Really good point guard that can play off-ball a little bit. But more of a, like, ball-dominant point guard than anything else. But obviously, playing with Giannis Antetokounmpo, who has the ball in his hands so much. Like, Drew knows how to handle playing off the ball really, really solid player. So it doesn't surprise me at all that basically every major contender is trying to make a play for him, not just to bolster their team, but more to keep him out of the hands of the other teams, right? So I think Portland's going to get a pretty good package for Drew Holiday. The question is, should the Sacramento Kings be interested in Drew Holiday? Well, the answer to that question is yes, the Kings should be interested in Drew, but should they actually do something about it? Should they actually... Be involved, be on the phones, and pull the trigger on a move, on a a trade package that not only has to make sense for the Sacramento Kings, it has to be competitive enough to beat out the other packages that teams are going to be submitting Portland Portland for Drew. Now, nobody's going to go crazy because Drew is a good player. He's an all-star, two-time all-star, was an all-star last season. He's a very good player, but he's not a franchise changer. He could be the difference between a team making it to the Eastern or Western conference finals and actually winning the NBA finals. He could be that big of a difference maker, but he's not going anywhere. A contender's not trading for him to be the number one or even probably number two guy. Like he's going there to be a a third piece of a big three to help put a team over the top. He makes sense for the Sacramento Kings for their defensive issues, right? Like If Drew Holiday comes to Sacramento, he immediately makes the Kings significantly better defensively. Like if Drew Holiday came to Sacramento for the package, I believe the Kings would have to give up to get him, which I'll I'll share what that is in just a little bit. I think the Kings are probably... More likely to be a top half of the league defensive team than a bottom half of the league defensive team. I think that's how big of a difference defensively Drew Holiday can make. Does he fix all the problems himself? No, but he's a damn good start. And he, he, like, I know Mike Brown would love to have Drew Holiday on his roster and on his team, but he doesn't make sense and doesn't fit from a timeline standpoint. Let's get into that in, in, in just a second. Holiday last season averaged 19 points per game, five rebounds, seven assists, shot 47% from the field, 38% from three-point range, 85% from the free throw line. I mean, fantastic, just base numbers. His defensive numbers were fantastic. He's 33 years old, right? He's making $34.9 million next season. And then after that, the following season, he has a $37.3 million player option. So there's a chance whoever acquires him, you're only going to have him for one year and he turns down that money and goes and tests the open market to choose where he's going to land. Maybe he wants to do that now after being traded probably multiple times. He's like, What the hell? I want to choose where I'm going to go. He might also opt in to take that money, especially if it's a true contender that trades for him because he thinks he can win with that team. So I think there's a, f- a fairly good chance that if the Kings acquired Drew Holiday and the Kings were as good as we expect them to be, hopefully even better with the Drew Holiday acquisition, I think there's a very good chance that he could exercise that $37.3 million option to remain in Sacramento. Obviously, in order to do that, the Kings would have to send out a pretty decent chunk of money. So I was trying to think of and and put together like what a realistic trade package for Drew Holiday would look like because the Kings aren't including Fox, of course. The Kings aren't including Sabonis, of course. And the Kings aren't including Keegan Murray in this deal. They're not. They're not giving up Keegan Murray for Drew Holiday by any means, right? So that those are three like untouchables in this deal. So you have to look at other pieces, and ultimately, I came across actually. Brendan Nunez uh, tweeted this out yesterday. Uh, there's a Ringer article, and Michael Pina, uh, Pina I think it's how you pronounce his name. He put together this trade package that I think is probably ballpark around what it would take for the Kings to make a competitive offer for Drew. I'm not saying that the Portland Trailblazers would accept this offer. I'm just saying like, this is to me what makes the most sense. I think this is right on the money with what the Sacramento Kings would be maximum willing to offer for Drew Holiday. Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, Chris Duarte, and a future first round pick, probably unprotected for Drew Holiday. Three players and a future first to Portland for Drew. Some of your instant reactions right now would be that's way too much. That's an overpay. Maybe. Thinking of that trade package. And maybe you could swap out one of... No, you probably have to include Barnes and Herter financially to make the deal work. You could swap out Duarte and put... Davion Mitchell in there if you want to. Although I don't know why you would do that. It's giving up even more. So my reaction to this, and ultimately my thoughts on trading for Drew Holiday are this. Drew would likely cost you all of your tradable assets that you have right now that you're willing to get rid of. You would be trading. Barnes and Herder are your two main tradable assets in terms of starters you're willing to part from. Because like we said, the other three Like, you're not trading Keegan Murray unless you're getting an absolute star. You're not trading any of the three unless you're getting an absolute star. And I would argue you're not trading Fox and Savonis, period. So your two other starters, your main trade assets that you have realistically to help you land a big name, to help you land a big player, you're including in this deal, plus you're adding Chris Duarte and a future first round pick on top of that. All of those trade assets for a player that doesn't fit your timeline age-wise and a point guard who's capable of playing off the ball, but you already have your star point guard in De'Aaron Fox here. Again, I think Drew Holiday could help the Kings tremendously. Absolutely. But I personally don't think that trading all of your tradable assets right now for Drew, when he doesn't fit your age timeline and he's a point guard... I just don't think that's the right move. I don't think it's necessary for Sacramento. I don't think they should make that deal. I'm going to go into the next segment about other stars or young pieces that fit better that the Kings would that I'd be more willing to see the Kings wait to make a move for. I'll go into that in the next segment because you might be asking if not Drew then who? Like we'll we'll get into that. But for this like this specific where the Sacramento Kings are at right now, Drew's circumstances and his age, plus the package it would take to get uh, to give, or it would take to get him. I'm, I think I'm out on Drew holiday. I think I'm okay. And that's hard to say because Drew's an amazing player, but I, I just, I don't think it makes sense for the Sacramento Kings compared to other teams who are going to make a move for him. Some of you might be asking like, Why would you need Drew Holiday? The Kings have Davion Mitchell. Can't Davion Mitchell turn into Drew? I've seen some people discuss this and say this on social media. I wanted to address this really quick and this is not meant to be a dig at Davion Mitchell at all. Drew Holiday is the best case scenario, absolute 100% best case scenario for Davion Mitchell, 100%. That is the absolute ceiling that I don't think he'll ever reach. Drew Holiday, I, I think Dame, or excuse me, I think Davion will be lucky to ever be the player that Drew Holiday is. Maybe it's possible. I don't I don't see Davion. I've, maybe Davion could be as good of a defending guard as Drew is. And if that's the case, then great. It's a win for the Kings. Offensively and defensively, I don't think Davion Mitchell is ever going to be that. I just don't. I don't see that as part of his game. I don't see him being that good of a shooter. I don't see him being that good of an offensive player, period. At times, a go-to score like Drew has been in Milwaukee. A multi-time All-Star. Yeah, I don't see that for Davion Mitchell. Sorry. I hope he proves me wrong. But I'm not I'm not here for the Kings don't need Drew Holiday because they have Davion Mitchell argument. I disagree with that. I do disagree with that. But I don't think the Kings need to go out and get Davion Mitchell for the, or excuse me, I don't think the Kings need to go out and get Drew Holiday for the package that it would likely take for him right now. That's where I stand on that. Let me know what you think. Plus, join in the conversation as we talk about other stars that the Sacramento Kings can trade for. We'll get to that in just a second. Right now though, I want to tell you about another great sponsor here of the Locked on Kings podcast. I'm talking about DoorDash. Hey, maybe it's the morning and you want to make your pancakes or your waffles, you're still in your pajamas and you look in your uh, your your fridge or your uh your cupboards and you realize you're missing syrup. You you need exactly you need the best part of eating your waffles or your pancakes in the morning use DoorDash to get that grocery delivery sent to you. So you can get that syrup sent to you and maybe you can get some marshmallows or some chocolate chips or some strawberries to put uh, on top as well. And you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to get dressed. You can stay in your cozy pajamas and enjoy your weekend morning meal with your family. If you love the convenience of getting what you want delivered right to your door, DoorDash is not just perfect for those late night meals or lunchtime meals or fast food deliveries or whatever it may be. DoorDash is now perfect For groceries, yeah, get your grocery items through DoorDash. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every single order. And you'll get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them out for yourself. It's all the benefits of shopping without having to actually physically do the shopping. So get 50% off of your first DoorDash order up to $20 uh, or up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. It's a limited time offer and terms do apply. That's 50% off up to $20 in uh, minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So if not Drew Holiday, then who, Matt? Who do the Sacramento Kings stay patient for in a trade? You can't wait forever. At some point, you have to strike when the iron's hot. You have to jump when it's the right time to jump. Monty McNair can't stay patient forever while these other teams are scooping up these players and getting better. The Kings have to make a big move at some point, right? Maybe, probably. Like the difference between the Sacramento Kings winning a championship might take another big move in the future, but that's just the thing. It's the future. Like the Kings are in a position right now. They're just in a different stage right now than these teams that are making a play for Drew Holiday, the, like the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks making that move for Dame Lillard. Like they are in a absolute championship or bust win right now stage of their like they're they're team building, right? They're trying to win before it falls off and falls apart. Their window is now. The Kings may be able to get to that this season. And if they do, maybe the trade deadline is a little more interesting. As of right now, going into this season, as much as we would love the Kings to contend for a championship and as much as we want every player in that locker room, the coaching staff, the front office, everybody to say that the Kings are going to be competing for a championship and hell, maybe they could. But as of right now, it makes more sense for Monty McNair to not... Be making these big swings as of now. Now that could change. But Matt, give me some examples. Give me some players that you think the Sacramento Kings should be patient for. Well, players that fit more of the Kings' timeline. Like there's one player in mind in particular that fits more of the Kings' timeline that I think the Sacramento Kings should remain patient for. And quite frankly, are remaining patient for from conversations that I've had the no the known interest in this organization in this player like I believe the Kings are very very much waiting on OG Ananobi kind of keeping an eye on what is happening in Toronto because if there's a chance for the Kings to go out and get OG I very I'm very confident in saying that the Kings would actually go and go out and do it or would throw everything to the wall realistically to make it work again they've had conversations before. Toronto's asking price was around Keegan Murray. That's where those conversations ended. Because the Kings, if they're adding OG and Anobi, they're trying to add OG to Keegan and to Fox and to Sabonis and to that mid-20s timeline that they have going on. Like if the Kings, in a, in a perfect world, the Kings are using the assets that we discussed in the Drew Holiday trade to go out and get OG. Like if the Kings were able to use Herder and Barnes to go out and get OG and Anubi, right? He's your starting three. Keegan Murray's your starting four, or vice versa, however however you want to flip-flop those two, but probably OG the three, Keegan the four, Sabonis the five, Fox the one. You get Monk to resign. He's your starting two. There's a starting five that you feel firmly can win championships and can compete for championships for years to come. That might be the ultimate goal for the Sacramento Kings, and I hope I didn't just hit their plans right on the money and spread that to the world, although... It wouldn't It wouldn't be that hard to figure out. Maybe that's what the Kings are waiting for. That's certainly something that I would be more patient for than to use all my assets to go out and get Drew Holiday right now. But what about stars, Matt? What about stars that maybe they fit the Kings timeline in terms of age, but players that are like, yeah, this guy's available. Go out and get him right now to put you over the top. There aren't too many names right now that I'm... doing that for. There's actually only one name realistically right now that I'm probably doing that for if he if he became available, and that's Jalen Brown. But Jalen, I mean, recommitted in Boston. Who knows if it's going to work over there? I don't think. I mean, Jalen Brown's not available. He's not, and I don't know how the Sacramento Kings possibly get Jalen Brown without trading a, a, a star piece of their core. No idea if it's even possible. But that's a name like right now that I would say, okay. Realistically, change up what you're doing to go out and go get that guy. I say realistically because, of course, Giannis would be on that list, or be, of course Nikola Jokic would be on that list, or, or any other amazing superstar, future Hall of Famer. But I doubt those players are ever going to be available, and, I, and probably Jalen Brown's not going to be available. But I could see that maybe happening if the. Tatum Brown pairing continues to not work. Other names that I could see the Sacramento Kings making swings on maybe at this trade deadline or come next off season, if they feel like they're in a better position to go all in are guys like McCall Bridges. Like I could see that. Absolutely. I could see to some extent, and this might sour some of you, but like Zach Levine, maybe like players that Realistically, could be on the block, maybe DeMar DeRozan, although he's kind of on the older side. These are guys that maybe aren't as exciting as other names that could be out there, but guys that the Kings could realistically go out and get and add to their group without having to trade away the core of their group. Like, look, look in the case of the Milwaukee Bucks, like they were able to keep their star, they were able to keep the majority of the team intact around their star. Middleton still there. Brooke Lopez coming off defensive player of the year still there. Like uh, Bobby Portis. Like that team is still very, very good. And they added Dame Lillard. It cost them their starting point guard and an all-star in order to do it. So they're giving up a lot, but it's it makes sense for them, right? The Kings would be in a position where if they're giving up a lot, they're giving getting more in return. So if they're giving up a Keegan Murray, they're getting an absolute bona fide superstar in return, or they're trading their Barnes herder draft assets for a OG type player. Who's not going to be the best or even top two on the Kings roster, but who's going to come in, be plugged right into the Kings timeline, right into the starting lineup and help this Kings team win right away. That's what I think the Kings are looking for. That's what I think the Kings are are, are being patient for. That's why I don't think they're going to be any kind of, I mean, again, conversations should be happening just to check in and see but I don't think the Kings should be and will really be in the Drew Holiday sweepstakes. Before we wrap up, every single year, I pick a Eastern Conference team to follow. Like I pick my Eastern Conference team, right? And I, I try and stay away from the Eastern conference bandwagoning. Like it's not just going to be the bucks now, or uh, it's not just going to be like the, the best teams in the East every single year. Like I just pick an East team that I root for and that I follow last year's team um, was the Cleveland Cavaliers. The year before that was, this was before the trade, the Indiana Pacers Uh, I had a year where it was the Chicago bulls a couple of years ago. Like I I just pick an Eastern conference team and I always kind of ride with them and follow them. And I think they're good. I think they're enjoyable. I pay attention to them on league pass and I, I root for them. I'm having a hard time picking this year. So I want your help and I want your input on this. The two teams that I'm deciding between right now, two very different teams on very different timelines, the Orlando magic, I think that team's going to be better than people expect. I'm a fan of Paolo Bancaro. I'm a fan of Franz Wagner. I like what they're doing over there in Orlando. Like, I think that team is going to be better than people are giving them credit for. Will that mean anything in the long run? I don't know. They might be a play-in team. I don't know. That's probably their ceiling at this point. But I like the Orlando Magic. So I'm deciding between them and the New York Knicks. Not a big fan of Tom Thibodeau. I'm not the biggest fan of Julius Randle at least watching him because typically when I'm watching Julius Randle, he's in Sacramento, torturing the Kings. I like Josh Hart. I like what they're doing over there. So I'm deciding between those two teams, but I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of leaning in Orlando at this point in time. Out of those two teams, which would you pick? Which Eastern conference team are you most interested in following? Let me know. Also, I want to hear your thoughts on this Drew Holiday sweepstakes, if you think the King should go for it or not, what you would be willing to give up for Drew. And then tell me like what stars or names would you keep on your radar that you would be okay with like, Monty, get it done. Pull the trigger, figure out a way. Maybe Drew's not that guy for you, but if somebody else becomes available before the trade deadline or at the trade deadline or even before the regular season starts, Monty, go all in, go and get that guy. Do those players realistically exist for you? Let me know who they are. I'm at George Sack on Twitter. Email me, Sports at gmail.com. Leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section down below. I love big days like yesterday. I love big trades. I love blockbusters, even when it doesn't involve the Kings, actually especially when it doesn't involve the Kings because it's a lot easier to swallow and it's a lot more fun to enjoy. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how good the Bucks are. I'm excited to see what Dame looks like outside of Portland. I'm excited, truthfully, to see what the Portland Trailblazers look like. I don't think Portland's going to be that bad. I don't like, I I think they're going to be better than Houston. That's not saying much. I think they're going to be better than San Antonio. Like, I think, I think there's a chance that Portland could compete for a play in spot. I don't think Deandre Ayton's a bad player. I think Scoot Henderson's going to be amazing right away. I think Shaden Sharp is a really, really good player. Simon's like, I'm not maybe a very big fan of Chauncey Billups as a head coach, but I mean, he'll have a chance over there. I don't think Portland's going to be that bad. And I think they're going to be very fun to watch. So, I'm kind of a believer in Portland, I'm not going to lie to you. Now, the Kings should absolutely wipe the floor with the Trail Blazers every time they play them. The Kings should go either 3 and 0 or 4 and 0 against the Blazers no matter how many depending upon how many times they play them. But the Kings should dominate Portland, but I'm a fan. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in what the Trail Blazers are doing, wish them the best. And then of course, I'm going to be paying attention to Milwaukee because that team is just nuts. Nuts fun. We might get a Suns Bucks NBA Finals rematch. And it's going to be like on steroids compared to the first time around with Dame now in Milwaukee and that Suns lineup that they've put together. Wouldn't that be fireworks? Of course, I'm rooting for the Kings to be in the NBA finals. That's my first and foremost goal. And if I had to pick any opponent for the Kings to face as much as I would say, like, oh, I'd I'd like them to play play the Detroit Pistons. So they beat them in four. Like, that's boring. and That's not a fun answer. I think if I'm the Kings, I'm trying to avoid a team like Milwaukee at all costs probably trying to avoid a team like Philly at all. Cause I actually don't know. That would be a good conversation for a later day. Like what team I would want the Sacramento Kings to face in the NBA finals. It might be like a Cleveland, probably a Cleveland. I'd say like the Atlanta Hawks, but I don't, they're not good enough to make it. So as of right now, like let's say Cleveland is that team. I could regret saying that, but I think that would be a fun series that the Kings could absolutely win. But If we ended up getting a Phoenix-Milwaukee NBA Finals rematch, I'm going to be glued to my TV for all seven games. I mean, I already have to be. It's on ABC. So we already do it for for ABC 10 here in Sacramento. But I'm extra invested because, boy, do I think that would be a firework show. Appreciate you so much joining me on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. As always, hope you had fun with these uh, Drew Holiday conversations. Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, let's have discussions about it. You can hit me up anytime in all the ways. Uh, that I listed earlier, especially in the YouTube comment section if you're watching on YouTube we're getting closer and closer. Remember Monday is media day. I'll have a podcast after media day concludes with all the best sound bites from the, uh, the, the player and coach interviews. I'll have clips from just behind the scenes of what I can shoot and stuff like that. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. And then training camp begins. I'll be going to training camp. The plan is to be there every single day. And I'll have a podcast with you from all the updates of what I see here and learn from training camp too. So as we're revamping up, make sure you're Tuning back into Locked On Kings. If you only listen to like one or two episodes a week, I appreciate you for those one or two. Try and make it three or four, even all five during this time. I would really appreciate that. It would mean the absolute world to our numbers, world to the support of this podcast. And Speaking of supporting the pod, if you could leave a review for the podcast too, Apple Podcasts is the best place to do that. Hit five stars. There's a little custom blurb box where you you could fill out like why you uh, like listening to Lockdown Kings, any constructive criticism that you have, why you'd encourage others to listen to the podcast. Please do that there. Spotify listeners, no custom area, but hit five stars too. It helps me out a ton. Trust me. Uh, it, it makes a major difference for all of us. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, hit the notification bell, get active in the comments. That helps with the algorithm of more people seeing the podcast too. Um, and... It just makes a world of difference. And that's one way that you can really support this show other than your continued uh, support by listening. That means the world to me and I really appreciate it. So can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked on Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Locked on Kings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.